When I first moved to Toronto, I didn't have a job. I ended up finding a number of temp jobs, moving around and trying different things from delivery driving to book selling. Eventually, I landed a decent job. But a few months later, I was called into a boardroom on the fifth floor and told that my services were no longer needed. A couple of weeks later, I found myself in a boardroom of a different company interviewing for another job. In both cases, I was told that I was too creative for the position. Hey folks, this is Ali, and welcome to today's episode of Teaching and Learning, One Teacher's Audio Diary. In this podcast, I share some of my perspectives and ideas on education. Several years ago, when my sister and I were living in the same city for a few months, we'd go to a local coffee shop in the evenings and grab a tea to go. During the drive, which was just over half an hour each way, we'd chat. At the time, she was doing her master's, exploring spirituality as part of her research. On one of those drives, she told me that I'm a spiritual person. I vehemently denied this accusation. How could I, a person who lost touch with religion when I was 18, who was lightly agnostic at best, and who had no friends from the religious community, be spiritual? Her retort was that I expressed my spirituality through my art. My love for writing and photography, the pleasure I got out of visits to art museums and events, and my escapes into the country to go fly fishing were, to her, all expressions of my spirituality. In short, my creative bent, my expression of self, was proof positive of my spirituality. One of the things I enjoy most about teaching is that it allows me to pursue my drive to create. That I get to geek out every day and get paid for it is a dream. I love existing in a world of ideas, a world where ideas are uncovered, discovered, and created. More than having students learn, I enjoy the learning that I get to do myself, finding new and interesting ways to explore new and interesting ideas. I have a certain love of learning. I have a passion for the creative, for creating something new. Teaching is a great profession for anyone who wants to see the world from a fresh perspective. Working with students all day, listening to them, even when you don't want to, gives you an insight into the world that you wouldn't otherwise have. To them, the world is still a new place. To us, it's a good reminder that the world is always a new place. The list of things to discover is always growing. There are an infinite number of things that have yet to exist. But sometimes it's hard for both of us, the teachers and the students, to realize and appreciate that we don't know what we're talking about or doing. And well, that's the point of it all. We should be hitting these walls regularly, and we should be comfortable in the struggle. But we're not. Too often we're afraid. We're afraid to fail so we don't take the risks. Inherent in creative pursuits is risk. If you're going to try something new, there's a good chance that it won't work out or that it won't work as well as you were hoping it would. No matter how much you plan, how many details you mull over, how many people you run it by, when you finally put it into action, it could go sideways. In teaching and learning, creativity is not always about making something new or presenting something in a different way. Sometimes it's about looking at something from a different angle or listening differently. It can be about using a new tool or reverting back to a tried and true method. It's about having an ever-growing repertoire of approaches to draw from at the ready. It's about knowing what the risk is worth. Even if we accept that this is true, and I know that many of us do, there is an apprehension about doing something differently because we feel responsible to someone. The students feel responsible to the teachers and their parents. The teachers feel responsible to their admin and the parents. The root of this feeling of responsibility is worth exploring, but, but that's for a different episode. Understanding that we, the teachers, weren't taught to be risk-takers in our own education is worth considering. The education system wasn't designed to fail. It has been designed to be as clear as possible. We have a different curriculum for each of the subjects so that you don't get confused. Within those subjects, we have different strands so that we don't get those mixed up. We have clear reporting guidelines to ensure that we have covered the material that has been laid out in neat little piles for us. 
In our education programs, we're taught about backward design, cross-curricular planning, and the assessment loop. We're told to look at things with a holistic lens and bring the various subject areas together so that students can see that it's all linked and nothing stands on its own. We need to scaffold students' learning so that we teach them the skills that they need to be successful based on the assessment that we'll be giving them. Then, we need to report on student success in each of the various subject areas and strands. It's like building with Lego. You start with all of the pieces laid out before you, you put them together to make something that you envision, and then you break it apart so that you can start something new. Doing this requires a lot of creativity. It requires foresight, knowledge of student strengths and interests, and a clear understanding of where your keystones are. It's a daunting pursuit, but one that can ultimately be rewarding. But that feeling of responsibility prevents us from accepting that failure is likely. We immediately go back to the beginning. Everything that you were supposed to do has been clearly laid out for you, so why aren't you able to do it? All of the Lego pieces are in the box, so how come you couldn't make them all fit together nicely? It's difficult to be creative because what we start with and what we end up with are loose pieces of Lego. The different ways that the pieces fit together is the learning. It's so much easier to follow building instructions because the circle completes itself anyway. Why take the risk? Why take the time to sit and think? Why reinvent the wheel? We don't report on creativity. I'm starting to question if we even report on learning. I think it's because too few people are comfortable living in a world of ideas. If we can't touch and hold and see what it is we have, we have a hard time believing that it exists and it's real. We want to feel connected to the world, feel like we have an impact on it, and feel like we have a place somewhere just for us. In short, we're losing our faith. The various tiers of responsibility hold us accountable for something that can't be materialized. There are 915,103,765 different ways to combine six 2x4 Lego bricks. How many different subjects do we teach? This week's recommendation is Steve Mould's YouTube channel. You can check out his website at stevemold.com. He has a great YouTube channel all about science. He explores interesting aspects in the world of science, bringing it closer to home. If you appreciate his wit, he's funny too. The question of the week is, how do you encourage students to share their voice in class? Thank you so much for listening, folks. If you'd like to have future episodes appear automatically in your feed, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, where you can also leave a review. You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at MrGTutors or on the website at www.MrGTutors.com. Remember, the best way to do your job is to do it honestly. Talk to you soon, folks.